bottom line. Welcome everybody to the bottom line. Look, I'm just going to cut to the chase. If you like food and you like good food and you understand the responsibility of taking care of the temple, which is your body. For those of you who don't know the temple, we got to take care of the gift we were given of life. You're going to love this episode and I think you're going to learn a lot and meet two very cool people. Um, so I'm going to jump right in. At the top of the hour, if you haven't heard of Good Ranchers and you are a lover of meat, um, you need to be introduced to Good Ranchers. So let me do that. I want to introduce you to Ben and Corley Spell. It is a blessing yeah. to have you here. Um, right off the bat, I want to thank you for how you've impacted my family by putting phenomenal food product on our table, but we bought into your mission. So welcome to the bottom line. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. We uh, love sitting across the table and sharing this time with you. Yeah, yeah no. so glad to be here. Thank you, Corley. Uh, I, I want to go back a little bit. When did you guys get married? <laughs> 2015. 2015, yeah. And, and it's the reason I ask that, because from that day, I believe God's been preparing you to a particular day when you walk into a room, whether it's the yeah. room, the kitchen, wherever, and say, hey. We're starting a meat company. Um, we're starting a meat company. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what happened? Yeah. yeah, so um, when Corley and I met, we met at church. I was the worship pastor at a, at a church in Houston. And uh, so we met, had a whirlwind of a romance and fell in love and got married and started planning out our life. And <clears throat> I, she knew prior to marrying me that um, uh, from worship pastor, eventually we were going to, my, uh, my plan, uh, or so I thought was to uh, plant a church just yeah. to be a pastor and, and plant a church. So she knew that was the plan. And three years in, yeah, three, three years into marriage and about two months after having our first baby boy, we have four now, by the way, but uh, we had our, just had our first baby boy. And I come out of the bathroom from getting ready one morning. And I said, I think God just told me to start a meat company. And it was, couldn't have been more left field. And, um, but I didn't think I knew I, I, yeah, um, I phrased it that way to her. But what God actually said, I was I had been having the thought for over a year, every few months or so, and and every time I would have the thought, it was always someone else should do this. Yeah, for whatever reason, it was just. Uh, you oh know. man, Ben, if I can interrupt you, the amount yeah. of times I've heard mm -hmm. people say someone should do it, and I didn't go, you better pray, whether it's not, it's you. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so what I actually heard is, I was getting ready and. I started thinking about this idea for this meat company again, and it had always been someone else should do it. And what I heard God say was, you do it. And it was loud, it was thunderous, and it shook me. And I came out and I said, I think God told me to start a meat company, but what he actually said was, you do it. You do it. And uh, she said, if you heard God, then I trust you, which was Come just on. speaks to the amazing testament of uh, having a supportive spouse. And um, yeah, we, we only know one way to do do something, especially if we know that God said do it, mm -hmm. and that's jump both in with two feet. All the way. Yeah. All the um, way. I'd never started a business, no entrepreneurial background. Um, I and mean, no meat background, no, other than no consuming, but no yeah. ag, no I, ag I, I had never even ag. cooked a steak. Like a lot of people always think that I probably love to grill, love to cook, love to barbecue, love to smoke meats. I had never even cooked a steak in my life. I couldn't tell you the difference between a ribeye, a New York strip, a filet mignon. I, could, I, I knew 
nothing. You, I, I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. He, he kept this from me on the phone call. <laughs> he's got he little didn't. nuggets. He's saying. You know, I love these nuggets <laughs> because, because God will use what the world seems to think is unqualified and common mm-hmm. to confound the wise. And yeah. of course, yeah. God would go pick a guy who hasn't grilled a steak mm-hmm. yeah. to say, start a meat company. Oh yeah. Well, he took he took David, who was a musician yeah. and, and a shepherd, made him a warrior to, to make yeah. him a warrior. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. You know, and so yeah, my new. What I knew, year was this, Ben? Twenty end of twenty seventeen. Okay. It was December of twenty seventeen when I heard the "You yeah. Do It." Yeah. And um, three months later, in February of twenty eighteen, I was selling meat out of the back of a truck in Waco, Texas, in a parking lot um, under a tent, and she was at home in Houston with our newborn and. Um, I was in a parking lot under a truck selling meat, trying to figure out how to do social media ads, how to Facebook ads, and um, hoping people would show up. And we went, um, but we were so blessed. And um, I told someone yesterday, and I say this pretty regularly, it's never been easy, but it was also never really hard. Mm-hmm. And because God has gone before us. If, if God, burst, I, I tell people, whose idea was it? Who? Where did it come from? Because mm-hmm. if it comes from God, yeah, He's gonna sustain it, and yeah. and, he, and He does go before you. Yeah, He says, "I'm a lamp to your feet, but I'm also a light, a light to your path." Right. He does go before you to make the crooked path straight, and so, yeah. yeah. Y- yes, there were hard things, most likely you've overcome, but you don't consider them hard because the the power and the support of God is there to mm-hmm. to overcome them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so, um, and again, we had no idea even. There's so much, uh, there was so much divine uh, planning that, that wasn't our planning, but just God knew. And even in the naming Good Ranchers, um, when we were sitting around before, uh, you know, we didn't rebrand or change our name along the way, <clears throat> but the brand has encompassed the name along the way because God had a plan yeah. um, uh, all along. So that was in, so we started in 2018. Um, it was again from me selling meat under a tent. And then I have uh, I have six brothers, and <clears throat> so I called two of them. Uh, I'm from Louisiana, and uh, I called two of them, and they weren't really doing anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you Louisiana boys, you're running packs. <laughs> yeah, oh, we did. Yeah, something about sure. that bio, you know, bio blood. Something is Absolutely. like, come on, let's go do yeah, this. I called a couple of them, had uh, brought them out to Waco, showed them how to man the station there. Mm-hmm. Came back to Houston and said, Hey, what are, what are we going to do next? And um, and so I, I had the, uh, I, I was working out one morning and I'm gonna tell a little bit more of the story. So before we ever, before I opened that tent in, in Waco, uh, before we ever sold any meat or even bought any meat, but I knew God said, start a meat company. I, I was praying one morning and I said, God, how am I going to get favor with cities and suppliers and, and get permits and, That's and get the money and ranchers. Uh, yeah. How are we, how are we going to, what are we going to do? And, um, and, and, and it was immediately, he said, give. And, and I thought, okay, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a church boy. I've been, grew up, my, my uh, grandfather's a pastor, aunt, uh, cousins, lots of cousins and uncles, and it's, you know, and, and I was a pastor. So that didn't surprise me, but I started thinking, okay, what does that mean, give? And, um, and, uh, and then I quickly said, okay, if we're gonna go into a city and we're gonna sell food, we're gonna sell meat, um, we don't wanna just go into a city and take from that community, how can we give back 
to that community. So I thought from the get go. Yeah. From yeah. the, before we ever did anything. Yeah. And we said, you know what, let's partner with the local food bank. And we knew that Waco was going to be the first city we started in. I said, so I called the food bank in Waco said, Hey, can, uh, we're going to be setting up and selling meat. I want to make my location a food drive so that people can bring non-perishable items we're dropping off. And then when we're done, um, I'm going to give them, uh, we'll give a cash donation to you guys. And if, and, uh, they said, sure, we, we would love that. And so the whole time we were there advertising on the radio and advertising on f social media and, and things, uh, we were telling people to bring non-perishable food items. And, uh, and so we would have bins and they would, people would actually, they, they listened and they were bringing it by the droves. Um, and then when we left Waco, uh, we gave a, a sizable donation. A, a lot of people don't give money to food banks, by the way. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think- And they still have operational costs. Yeah. yeah. They have I, overhead that you can't pay for with a can of beans. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. gave them um, hundreds of pounds of non-perishable items. And I think we gave them about $5,000 in cash, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a significant- yeah donation to them because they don't get just a lot of cash cash yeah. so um so i called my two brothers from louisiana i had them come back and man the station go back to houston and um thinking praying what's next and god told me to go i just put on my heart to go down to the mall uh, close to where we live houston is a much bigger city sure. than waco yeah go to the mall just show up unannounced and i asked to speak to somebody over special events and the guy comes out and i said hey I'm doing this in Waco right now, setting up a, a tent, selling meat in the parking lot. And I want to see if I could do it at this mall. And he said, actually, he said, I'm over um, all of the malls in, in of, of that name. It was um, Brook, Brookfield Properties. He said, I'm actually over all the malls in the Houston area. Um, have you thought about doing more than one location at a time? And I said, no. He said, I love well, that. He said we have five locations. Why don't you set up at each of them? And I- God's saying, Ben, I like your vision. Yeah. For one, but yeah. I kind of planned five. Yeah. yeah. So um, I said, sure, let's do it. And so, and not think, not counting the cost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not thinking about what, how that, much what does that mean? Inventory and how yeah. much money we would need. And it, it was, I mean, it was ignorance. It was sure. A, a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, it was foolishness, you know, the, uh, to confound the wise because yeah. I, I should, we did not have the resources to do five locations. Um, but I said, yeah, let's do it. And then called a couple other friends, called a couple other friends, uh, pulled another uh, two more of my brothers in <laughs> and said and came up with this whole plan and started working. It was about six weeks of work of getting permits, getting um, license, yeah. uh, getting trucks rented, being able to get enough meat to put on each truck and banners and flyers. And, yeah. and then we we called the Houston Food Bank, said, hey, we want to partner with you guys and do a big food drive and all this stuff. And they said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to do it. And so, you know, did, got everything going. We were all in, I mean, we were, we maxed out every one of our credit cards. Um, Borrowed money from my mom, from yeah, his brother. About three days before um, opening up. So opening day was gonna be a Thursday. And so it was two days before, it was a Tuesday. Um, and we were, we had been driving around the city, um, getting, getting permits, getting licenses. Um, going to different print shops, getting menus and all the things for all the places. And um, <clears throat> when I tell you we were so stretched, we stopped to get, uh, we stopped at the gas station. We had our newborn in the car with us and I just wanted to get some water, some chips. Like we, yeah. we, we were hungry and we, we were thirsty mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm in the gas station. I don't have a credit card that'll work. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are strapped. Like 
and every single one has just declined. I couldn't even buy water and chips. Like, you gave it all. Well, there was no money in our bank account. There was no money. Our every, we, we had three credit cards at the time. Every single one was maxed out um, getting this open. I come back to the car and I said, hey, we don't have any money, <laughs> but we're opening on Thursday. It's gonna be okay. We'll start making some money. And uh, I get home and the city of Houston health, um, health inspector calls me and he says, Mr. Spell, I said, yes. He says, I hear that you're trying to open up five locations to sell meat, yada, yada, yada. I said, yes. And I'd already met with people and had everything. Sure. He said, I know my department My department told, told you that um, we would permit this, but the city of Houston does not allow what you're trying to do. And I just wow. froze. And I said, um, uh, but I already have the permits. I picked them up today. And he said, he said, I know. He's like, we're revoking those. Um, the people who signed those and gave them to you didn't have the authority. Um, what you're doing is considered peddling, and we don't allow it. I fr I I just froze. I had no. I'm I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my house. I'm gonna lose my my, my marriage. Like everything's gonna fall apart here. I don't. Um. I mean, I was, I mean, I was stunned, petrified. I, yeah. And I, and I, there's, and I told him, I said, man, I'm all in here. This is we, two days, two out. days before. Yeah. And we'd already paid for radio. We'd already paid for meat. We'd already paid for the trucks. We'd already paid for the signs. Like we were, yeah. we were over $200,000 invested and that was, and, yeah. and it was all debt from yeah. some friendly and friends and us yeah. and our credit cards. And yeah, I mean, we were, and I'm just, you know, all these thoughts, swarm. thoughts, yeah. And I hang up the phone. I mean, I begged and pleaded, and he said, "I'm sorry, Mr. Spell, but no." And I'm like, first of all, Mr. Spell's my father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm his son. <laughs> I can have you talk to my dad if you want to. <laughs> uh, um, but thankfully, we have another father who's 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 a big father, much yeah. bigger. And um, I went to Corley, and I and I said, I tell her the story of the phone call I just had, and she said. Did you tell him about the food drive? And I said, no, I, I didn't. I mean, she's like, well, call him back and tell him that we're partnered with Houston Food Bank. We're doing a food drive, like, like, and uh, and so I called him back and I said, hey, um, we are partnered with the Houston Food Bank, and and every one of our locations is actually um, a drop-off site for non-perishable items, and and we're giving a donation to them, and this, that, and the other, and. Um, and, he, and he's like, if, does that change anything? And he said, absolutely, that changes, that changes everything. And he said, I'll allow it. And because they put it in a different category, put it in a different, it turned it into an event. The, 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 the bureaucracy and red yeah. tape of, yeah. I know. but that's good. But if we would have never, to you, if you didn't make that call, yeah, we're but, not sitting here today. That's right. Yeah. My family doesn't eat good ranchers meat. Yeah. God just, yeah. So simple saying, mm -hmm. call him back and tell him it's part of the food drive and puts it in a different, and so he approves it. Yeah, he approved it. And, but, but going back before we ever sold meat, I said, God, how are we going to get, how are we going to yeah. get favor? How Gotta are we going to get blessings? How are we going to, and he said, give. If we wouldn't have been partnered with the food bank, not if we would have just been trying yeah. to do for profit yeah. and not for profit for good, yeah. um, we would have never been able to open. We would have, we would have went belly up. We would, that would have been the end of Good Ranchers. Yeah. But we opened on Thursday. Every truck was sold out on Saturday. 
less than two days. And and that is the catalyst that launched Good Ranchers, that Houston sale. We went on for, I think we stayed at each of those locations for about 12 weeks for three months. Wow. And we just had lines of people every day and we couldn't keep enough meat on the trucks. And it, it, it launched us, it catapulted us and gave us actually some money because we had none when we mm -hmm. started and we were able to pay back her mom, pay back my brother, like the people who, few people who loaned us some money to get started, we paid them all back. And um, and that completely is what set us on our course. And wow. And so, so yeah. So then then we were like, okay, um, I think we might be onto something. And yeah, Corley, at this point, I mean, <clears throat> we were having conversations on the phone. I think initially, and I don't know if it's prior to this moment or after this moment still, but there was still a little bit. We're going to do this for a season and then go back to starting a church. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know how yeah. how. Where were you, you, your mind and all of this? I mean, and, and you're actively mm -hmm. engaged, obviously God speaking through you into this kind of in that period, what was going on in your mind? Yeah, I'm, and I always say like, I feel like God prepared my heart to give him that first yes, like let's do it because my family, my parents were entrepreneurs, my brother, my sister, mm -hmm. they've started their own businesses. I had started my own event planning company. And so I feel like it was an easy yes, but also you know, I was hearing from the Lord in that moment too, obviously. But so I, I was prepared to do it. But in the, he has always been called to ministry, and so I knew marrying him, I was, I was giving my life to that too, whatever that meant and looked like. And so those first few years, I'm, I'm kind of going up to him like every few months, like, hey, like, okay, so when are we going to start the church or you know, whatever that looks like. I want to. I'm a planner. Like yeah. I love to plan and you know, put it down on the calendar and and start going for it. And he's like, well, hold on, like, let's keep, you know, listening and, and see. And and then, you know, I think how many years into it was it that? About a year and a half in. A year and a half after in. after our second son was born. Yeah, we had two kids and a year and a half in, and we're kind of like growing this company uh, staff-wise too. And it just kind of hit me and I was like, oh, this is our ministry. Like we're able to do the ministry within this company that yeah. God has, has given us. And so... Um, that was like a revelation for me. And so I kind of let go of the, you know, the, okay, one day we're going to open this church or whatever. So, so yeah, the ministry that we're able to do within the, the walls of Good Ranchers is amazing. Like now we have the staff that we're, they're, we're pouring into them. They're, they're giving so much for us and for the mission. And I just love providing a workplace that people come and they enjoy going to. And touching the families um, yes. you guys touch with the mission that I want to get to here, yeah. the bigger mission as God on, you know, evolved it. It is the church. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm so, I told you at lunch today, my heart is so burdened for the marketplace to engage as the church. Mm -hmm. It's not right. these four walls in yeah. a particular named yeah. by this denomination. Yeah. It's the people. It's the people, man. Yeah. And it's activating the heart of God into the lives of people. Yeah. And so you did start a church. This church just happens to sell meat. Yeah. You know, and you're and you are touching lives through through something amazing, and yeah. and no pun intended, but I mean, Jesus fed people. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And he fed people before almost every miracle. He is feeding. Yeah. He's 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 was always serving a critical need, mm -hmm. and that's what makes him so special. He wasn't demanding like, do this for me, and I'll give you something. He's like, they're hungry, feed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They're naked. Clothe them. That's mm -hmm. right. That guy's got leprosy. You can't touch him. Mm -hmm. Give me another tunic. Mm -hmm. Let's co let's cover the shame. Go touch his body. Yeah. And so yes, through meat. Yeah. So Ben, the, the bigger the bigger mission statement 
evolved then. God yeah. birthed the good ranchers yeah. it's in the name. That's right. Names of power. And then this mission comes out of it to, to do something about families. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a few years ago, um, we, we probably about, about three years ago is, is when we started saying, hey, I, I started saying, I don't want to just put meat in a box. Like, you know, and, and we had already sold a lot of meat to a lot of sure, people. Sure, sure. And, and we started saying, look, we, we've got to be more than just putting meat in a box. And, and um, um, I don't know where it, I don't know where it actually first got its origin, but we started saying that we started talking about the table and, and, and beyond the meat in the box it's, it's, and, and getting it to their house. It's with our, our mission isn't to put meat in a box. Our mission is to get people to the table. And so uh, we want to bring people to the table to share in the best of what makes life good. Um, because, uh, I mean, truthfully, breaking bread breaks down barriers. Yeah. And that's why even yeah. Jesus at the Last Supper, Absolutely. It's and uh, what you just said about God feeding people or Jesus feeding people um, in the Gospel of Luke, read it for yourself. He's either having a meal, going to a meal, or leaving a meal. Correct. Um, all along doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Food is is just a, it's something that brings people together and we need it. It's a it's a fundamental human need. We need air, we need water, it's we need sustenance. food. sustenance. And we need community and yeah. food brings people together. together. Uh, yes. Corley yeah. said this to me, um, this was a few years ago as we started working this out. And she's like, you know, she's like empty tables are for interviews and interrogations, but a full table is where change happens. Full table is where community happens. And so, um, you know, our mission, we wanna bring, we wanna make quality food accessible. We wanna have transparency on where it's from, what's in it, and um, and we wanna make it highly accessible. And that doesn't mean just the ability to go online and buy it. It also means affordable. Correct, you know, um, correct. We, if you can, you can, um, uh, look at our, look at us compared to someone like an Omaha Steaks. We're about forty percent cheaper, pound for pound, and our quality can't even be compared. I'll tell you, I I don't know anybody at Omaha Steaks, but I've had them. There is no comparison. Yep. Yeah, right. There, there's no there's no comparison. And I, other than you, I was raised because in South Africa, if you're a ten year old boy and you can't cook a steak. Culturally, that's unacceptable. Okay, you just that just doesn't yeah. fly. Survive in yeah. South Africa. Being raised by a single mom, yeah, elevated that to hey, I mean, you got it, mm -hmm. you know. And so, I think we are the either the highest or the second highest. Maybe can you research that real quick for me? Highest per capita red meat eaters in the world. I think it's Brazil and us, but I would argue that we're higher. We're a smaller country, but we eat a lot of red meat. Yeah. And so, I have had a lot of red meat in my mm -hmm. life. Yeah. So when I when I get into a good piece of meat, I think I have you a, know, a yeah. I have an opinion, you know, and yeah. and I will tell you, man, my kids. I told you the story. I want to tell it on air. We were around the table the other night, and and they just fell in love with the packaging, and they were saying, "Why is this yellow and red? This chicken and this is." And we're gonna get into all your product in a minute, but we're eating the meal, and the kids are commenting on how good the steak is. Right, the kids are saying, "Dad, this is really good," because I try and give them good steak. And I said, "This is that. That was their first good rancher steak when they ate that." I, I'm reflecting back, and I paused for a second, and I just heard Ben in my ear saying, "I'm bringing families to the table, and we're sitting around the table, and it is by far 
my happiest moments to be around a table with my kids at eye level yeah right and they're little people yeah i mean they're all under 10 but to connect with them and phones are gone and it's like yeah. and, and i was like i just said to myself it's like you're doing it ben talking about no. you you're doing it you, you, families are coming together and i think it's a lost culturally a, a, a pivotal thing about culture that's lost in america is not coming to the table yeah and sit down and have eye contact you know and yeah. so, did you find something redhead what did you find <laughs> what can you teach us today let's look here what do argentina. we argentina argentina's first yeah so okay uh. and where's south africa rank let's see here oh, oh, oh is south africa in the yellow what are you? australians eat a lot of red meat too okay well, I, I, I question this whole thing. <laughs> but you got to look at population, though. That's I mean, what I think. Little country. Factory. you got to look at factor population. This is probably per pound consumed. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's per, per pound, pound consumed. Yeah, yeah we, we're a small country. We need per capita. Yeah, we need per But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but help me out a little bit here, Ben, because it seems to me I'm going to pivot just a little bit, and I want to come back to, to your product. But I want to tee it up, really, about the quality of the product um, as a teaser. Where are we with, with this war on red meat in this country or meat in this country? I see preposterous things going on. Like there was someone at the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum yesterday said, never fish again, never, no hunting, no fishing. People are out of their minds. Yeah. Because publicly, I mean, we, you know. Yeah. We have dominion over the we land. We have dominion over the yeah. land and, and responsible. But you are yes. being responsible. Absolutely. Yeah. But it doesn't mean... Because and they don't even understand in Africa if you don't cull, if you don't hunt, mm -hmm. the whole cycle of life goes out of whack. Mm -hmm. Property gets destroyed. I mean, there's and it's not even so. Help me. What are you hearing about the war on meat in America? I think it's about control, and what they're what what they're doing from is, a political yeah narrative. They're, yeah. they're taking control. If whoever controls food controls people, That's right. and if you don't believe that, go read the Old Testament and look what happened yeah. um, when only Egypt had food and all of the other and uh, surrounding countries had to go to them for grain, had to go to them for food. Just just a short time afterwards, Israel is now enslaved to the people. The, the people who had the food are now their master. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, I think what's happening is the the this global control of the people is going to come from having global control of our f supply chain of our food yeah. supply yeah. and uh, we better be very loud and very we need to get very aggressive as a people and stand up against those things and so they've i think they've started with demonizing meat correct and yeah. in, in the u.s it, at least but this is i would i would imagine this is true everywhere um, but in the u.s uh, farmers and ranchers are the backbone of our society. They, 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 in, they're the unsung heroes that absolutely we we don't yeah. even we never hear about them. And they've done an amazing job of dehumanizing the farmer and the rancher, and making and making people like you and and me and the just the average consumer. I'm not the average consumer, but um, they they've tried to just erase the people behind it and and make you think that it's all. Um, it's all bad and it's all bad for the planet and and um, and in in doing so they're 
they're they're squashing these small family farms. They're squashing yeah. these that yeah. that are ge- multi generational sure. uh, farms. I, I sat with 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 a, a grandfather uh, of a family who had been ranching for five generations in Idaho uh, last year, and he was weeping, telling me that he's that his son um, is probably the last generation. Like he 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 doesn't see it possible at all for his grandchildren to be able to take over the 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 farm because it's, it's just dying breed. so hard yeah. and so so many regulations. I was going to ask you: Is it a regulatory environment? Red tape? Obviously, there's an ostracization happening. Ostracizing the person that wants to eat red meat. Oh, that's terrible! How yeah. could you? And and in for 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 the companies, there's that political push and media narrative. But they're also doing it on the, on the regulatory side. I, I'm feeling. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Well, and then things like in the in the United States, there's no country of origin labeling law. There there used to be prior to 2015. Yeah. In 2015, we silently removed Congress just silently removed country of origin labeling on beef and on pork. Nobody talked about it. Nobody knew it was happening. And Premeditated. Babe. Yeah. They, yeah. They knew what was coming down the line. Right. And yeah. and what that did was that allows import it. Um, I have no problem with imported, uh, with food being imported, with meat being imported. And, and um, you, you and I spoke earlier. And yeah. There's there's things, especially in agriculture, when it comes to yeah. We don't grow it, and things, so it's got to come yeah. in from Mexico yeah. or whatever. I have no problem. But I, I do believe that everything should have a country of origin label. It yeah. should have to be labeled and tell you where it's coming from. Yes, and when and how. And, and yes. I, I should be able to look into the practices of that That's country exactly right. on my own. Exactly right. A fair transparency act of saying, okay, this beef is from country <clears throat> X. Right. Do I want to buy that beef or not? Right. Correct. I, I should be able to make that decision. And with beef and pork in the United States, there is none of that. Now, in pork, the pork that's coming in, you don't want it. Oh you cannot. Gosh. I mean, there's poison. I can't. What is the substance? Um, uh, Rebecca, do two research for me real quick. Two, two, one, one good and one funny. Uh, the bad substance in pork, imported pork, there's one particular substance where over 80% of consumed pork in America has this substance in it. Is it tra- tra- uh, tra- tra- trachinosis? I think so. I think so. It's your, not your that. Yersinia bacteria? Yeah. Something like, we'll, we'll, we'll pull it's it up. Tra- well, I can tell you, um, trachinosis is, is, a, um, is, a, is a bacteria is a, that is found in most pork, and that's why they say you have to cook pork yeah. all the way through. Yeah. That's actually, a f- so, it's a misnomer that if pork is raised right, um, it it will never it will never get that bacteria. It's the pork that's not raised right that you have. So the commodity pork the that's pork predisposed that's being imported, to that to that yes, bacteria. Yes. That's, yeah. that's tr- yeah. called trichinosis. Anyone listen can look it up on their own time. But the pork that, for instance, the pork that we sell that has um, that's not being raised in confined crates and not giving antibiotics and 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 um, being raised the right way and cared for the entire process of the time there's you uh, we do it all the time you can cook our pork medium rare just like you cook a steak and you'll there's no no um fear of getting sick because there is no trichinosis bacteria in it wow the other thing i want you to research is is the proposal by i think it was the squad elon omar on 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 a tax 
It was a flatulence tax on oh, the gas the emitted by cows. The fart tax. Look it up for me. No, I'm not kidding. I did a blog on that one. Look it, look it, look it up for me. Uh, it's uh, real stuff. And this, we're this laughing is, about it. We're but laughing, but it's not. It's this not. is how preposterous it gets, though. That's, yes. I want the, want the audience to understand that they're attacking. Yeah. But you know what happens when... Food supply. You know what happens when men stop eating meat? It's you stop bad. producing testosterone. Yes. Not you, good. Yeah. yeah. I you, can tell you. You, not you good. become weaker. Uh-huh. You're not as strong. They, yeah. And I mean, just, but guys will go, well, I, I'm, I'm replacing that with a plant protein and whatever I got. It's not the same. Not a chance. It is not the same. Not a chance. Actual muscle density, bone density, strength. It all goes down. Uh, tax cow burps. <laughs> I mean, come on. Governor Abbott tax cow burps, urged Texas billboards aimed at fighting the climate crisis. I don't think Abbott introduced this. It came from the squad. Do some more research for me on some of those greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, from cows. Click on that. Go back one. Sorry, Rebecca, to, to steer you here. Backseat driver. Down where it says in, in the blue, the highest amount of greenhouse gases in the article. Yep. Click on that for me. See what pops up here. Some complete nonsense. Yeah. Look, so now they're comparing is, cows but to, see, this to is, a fire uh-huh. plant. Yeah. So this, this is this yeah. is exactly the stuff that they, when I say the dehumanizing the, the farmer, dehumanizing the rancher, what... Anytime you talk about agriculture, they show that picture. Mm-hmm. And what they're not showing is the husband, the wife, the Correct. mom, the dad, Correct. the kids, the grandparents out working actual grassy fields with animals because that's... New Zealand recently proposed a tax on cow emissions, this paragraph two, which they estimate could reduce the amount of methane in New Zealand's livestock release into the atmosphere by as oh much... So, so somehow, So somehow, just hear this. And we can get away. I'll close it with this. This this segment. Somehow, if I tax the farmer, his cows are his cows are gonna fart less. Right. Yeah. It, I promise you, if we tax you, they will not fart because the cows are gonna hear. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. They're yeah. gonna hold it in, Ben. Yeah. It's 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 so ridiculous that people fall for this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Gretas of the world. Uh, yeah. Let me say this to that point 300 years ago 200 years ago and beyond and further back there's an estimated there was an estimated 60 to 90 million bison roaming the united states yeah 60 to 90 million bison outnumbered the people at one point roaming the united states no issues of greenhouse gas emissions we're still here yeah right they didn't kill the globe No, no issues at all um and today there's about 30 million cattle in the United States for beef consumption. So there's less than, there's at least half to a third of what, and that's, and again, I'm not counting cattle uh, in that number, I'm just talking about bison. And they're burping and farting just as much as (laughs) as any other ruminant. But this this is how ridiculous it gets. And and, and so you have that going on. absolute preposterous narratives and they just throw it out there like it has merit and then they spin it in the media and people go well uh, tax the farmer tax the farmers villainized all of a sudden yeah. at the same time you got a little character mm-hmm. who found his way into tech who didn't write the tech there's a lot of talk about how he acquired the tech mm-hmm. how he scaled it <laughs> a guy called bill gates yeah. right uh, of course all of a sudden this dude Who's never grown a single thing in his life starts buying up farmland yeah. in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and a lot of it. He owns more than 
any other person. Yeah, correct. Any other individual. And you've yeah. got to ask yourself, why mm -hmm. and why now? Mm -hmm. At the same time as you're villainizing, you know, the farmer, the red meat eater, and it's all about, and I feel like it's all about controlling to a point where we decide what you eat, how you eat it. And, and I mean, there's things happening in this country from that perspective that where I see we've even surpassed the overreach of a China in China. I mean, it's, it's, we, we know how to, we know how to exercise bureaucracy. I mean, in, in this country and red tape, we can kill any great idea, mm -hmm. but for some. So, so what is Bill going to do with this, you know, and where are we going? So we need guys like you, Ben. We need those with a vision where somebody is woken up tomorrow morning and say, hey, go start this company in food, that company in food, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I came into ag through vertical farming and, and greenhouses, uh, you know. Can you pull up Eden Green, E-D-E-N Green? I want to show uh, Carly and, and Ben. Um, I want to remind the audience, we've got Ben and, and Carly Spell here from Good Ranchers. If you don't know of Good Ranchers, I'm going to ask Rebecca to throw a graphic on the screen. I would like for you to go to the website. I'd like for you to watch this episode, share this episode, have this conversation in your home, do your own research. Ben just told you what happens when men don't eat meat. Women, let your men eat meat. Okay, let's raise men in this country. Yeah. Okay, we've got a whole bunch of powder puff, powder cakes in this country. Okay, snowflakes, get your guy out there. Let him watch a little NASCAR. Let him ride, get a truck, do something and eat red meat. But if anything, eat good ranchers. If you eat other meat, you're going to feel so guilty. You feel horrible because they lie to you and they don't have this heart. And these are men and women of God. And so go to good ranchers. And when you go to goodranchers.com forward slash bottom line, type in bottom line, but it doesn't even matter. Just go to Good Ranchers and learn about what the Spell family is doing in bringing families back to the table. Yeah. I'm going to remind you multiple times. I'm going to jump back in. This was, okay, uh, this website. Let's start here. Yeah, Good Ranchers. Ben, walk me through this website real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, explain to me what you offer. Yes. And how this works. So if you scroll down just a little bit, right, a little bit more right there, um, you can see choose your boxes. We have a variety of different combinations of boxes. Uh, you can click view all boxes and you can see. Uh, you can do you can do all beef, you can do all chicken, you do beef and chicken, you do beef, chicken, pork. You can, uh, we have a lot Gr of Ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. Yeah, you, you uh, we, um, is there we're, a box? Is there a could, box that's the mo most popular, the best seller? Yeah, the the Rancher's Classic is because you get some steaks, you get some chicken, you get some ground beef, and um, uh, and so that's been our that has been our most popular. Uh, if you scroll to the top, well, wait a minute, you got whoa, we go just, back there. Yeah. I'm seeing something, Rebecca. There's meatballs in that thing. Yeah, <sighs> I got to switch my box. <laughs> no, that's just we that's, just rolled them. Yeah, up that's just ground beef. You can you can okay, but it's ground okay because I think I'm on the Ranchers Classic. Yeah. I think I am. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, sorry, Ben. Uh, we don't uh, we don't offer fully customization yet. So we have so we've done our best to custom curate as many different combinations. But there's a big variety there. Big variety, and Huge. and as we continue to grow, and that's the other thing, you know, because we do get people uh, pretty regularly like, I want to be able to build my own box. Well, if we as we continue to grow. Um, that we will continue to offer more products and be able to yeah, offer more Yeah, but I don't know, if, even if I were to build my own box, I don't know that my box would look a lot different than some of the boxes you offer. That's, right, yeah. that's that's I mean, very true too. Yeah. So, 
Um, but uh, I, I will say this and uh, to what you just said, like meat is a commodity. You can buy it anywhere. Um, but it is important to the conversation we were just talking about that, and this goes beyond just meat, but in our case, we're, we are talking about meat. We need to be putting our dollars behind companies, behind yes. businesses yes. that that share our values. Absolutely. And, and that we know are, are using that money to uh, the money that they're making. Uh, again, we are 100% for profit, but we also uh, make it a point to partner with people like you, companies like The Blaze, uh, organizations like uh, Live Action and Turning Point USA and 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 beyond. And um, because uh, again, while we're for profit, we wanna be for profit, for good. Absolutely, and you're doing it, you're walking it out. That's how we met. Yeah. We, we met through it, you know, it, 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 and, and just, the word on the street, Ben, in that world, and I'm in that world, whether it is speaking, turning point events, or being on the blaze, or Lila Rose at live action, amazing work, or Moms mm -hmm. for America, or Moms for Liberty, or yeah. heck, even down in Mar-a-Lago, I heard Good Ranchers, you know, before I was even a Good Ranchers subscriber, and it is subscription-based, and yep. in my box, because I have little people, my box I think arrives every six weeks. And then last week I go, no, nah, I'm consuming because I st I'm strict carnivore diet now yeah, myself. Okay. So I'm like, my box now has to come every four weeks. I got, I got to up the, and people yeah. can, right? They can customize mm -hmm. that time for how frequent the box is being delivered mm -hmm. and they can change their box. Yep. They go, you know, next month I want to try something else. Yeah. And, and, and so it is customizable. I mean, it's, to a degree. Yep, yeah, very true. People can change the, whatever that box is. Anything else on the website that you want us to to see um, no. that's not self-evident if people go there? No, I mean, it's it's just like any other website. It's pretty self-evident there. You can see through all of our boxes. And when you click a box, you can also do add-ons now. So if you're like, hey, I'm just, I want, I want mostly chicken, but I want to add on some steaks. I or saw I that add the on other some day. salmon. I yeah. want to add on some. Talk to me about the salmon. That is yeah. a new addition, right? Yeah. Our seafood. Yeah, it's all wild caught um, out of Alaska. It's the best of the best. And the thing about people, people don't really know about seafood, and uh, it especially is, um, you do not want to buy fresh seafood. What you think is fresh? First of all, it's been frozen on the way to the supermarket or yes. the market, or whatever. Yes. They, they freeze yeah. it as soon as they catch it. Yeah. And it's so, not swimming in a tank. So yeah, in, uh, what you on the truck. The mm -hmm. the freshest seafood you will ever eat is when is when it's caught and killed, it's frozen immediately. Yes. And you have the ability to eat it the second it becomes unfrozen. Yeah. Fresh because fresh seafood is rotting rapidly. Yes. And people, you know, uh, I think there was a comedian, Jim Gaffigan, years ago, he's like, people say um, I like fish. I just don't want it to taste like fish. Well, <laughs> I don't want to taste fishy, right? Yeah. Well, the, the what you're tasting is decomposed fish. When fish begins to smell and, yeah. and yeah. gets to get that odor, it's decomposing. So, um, big, huge misnomers around frozen, especially in meat and especially in seafood. So, um, our our seafood is caught and frozen at the point of harvest. Yeah. Um, and so when it Ooh, gets that locks in everything, it, it locks in the nutrients. You keep the cold chain throughout, that's right. and there you go. Talking about freezing meat, you you, you myth busted over yeah. lunch. Just this myth that it's not good to freeze meat, and you can't. I mean, there's yeah. nothing if it's sealed correct, and that's what I love. Something I love. I'm just gonna say this was 
Carly's idea. I don't know that it was. <laughs> hey, I, I put a lot. I was like, as a mom, yeah. I mean, like the most convenient, easiest thing when it comes well, to making dinner. I love that it's individually, yeah. uh, you know, uh, um, packaged, packaged mm -hmm. and sealed. Yeah. Per chicken breast. Mm -hmm. Yep. Per steak. Yeah. And we've I, had multiple ven um, different vendors come in and try to help us or and say, oh, you know what? You you got to you should just put five chicken or six chicken breasts all in one all in one vacuum seal. You're you're um, too much plastic. Yeah, too much. No, yeah, Ben, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, when I drive home tonight, even I can just say, hey, take out three breasts because I know it's going to eat five. Bre I mean, I can. And that's again, what happens when you go so to the grocery store and you buy this big package of whether it's chicken or meat or whatever you go, there's so much waste. Now that's a, and that's something we never talk, we've, we rarely ever talk about anymore. But the reason we designed our packaging this way is to eliminate food waste. Because there's no you waste. go buy this big jumbo pack from the grocery store, but I only wanted half of it. And then, so what you do is you put, you put it back in the refrigerator and it usually goes bad. Yeah. There's, or you try on your own, yeah. no, ill-advised, yeah. to self-package and not yeah. refreeze. And then it gets freezer burned. Yep. Yeah. It gets in there, it's not good. No, I. Look, I can't tell you what to do, but please don't stop. We're not back because that's super, yeah. super yeah. convenient. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you set it out. It thought. I mean, and it's uh, pre-trimmed. Yes, that's trim the it. other thing. It's pre-trimmed too, yeah. and it's lean. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. The food is great. We're talking about good ranchers. <laughs> go to goodranchers.com uh, forward slash bottom line yeah. and go look at the boxes we just showed you there, and and pick a box for your family that fits your family. You can even pick how frequently it gets delivered. For me, it was six weeks. I'm trimming that down to four weeks because it's so good. I just eat more of it. And I'm on a strict carnivore diet now. And I'm telling you, oh, buddy, I feel good. I'm on day 17 of car 18 of carnivore. Day 11 for okay. me. I feel great. I, I, I feel amazing. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to yeah was gonna like it because, uh, you know, my mom's Italian and I, I like uh, pasta. Same. So, um, yeah. But uh, I actually, I'm I'm loving it, and I'm off everything. I mean, yeah. no starches, no sugar, Same. no. It's 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 water, coffee. Yeah, coffee. I'm on coffee. Same. Okay, because I can't not I remind you story about coffee. I cannot not <laughs> drink coffee. Okay, but I and I'm on good ranchers, man, and yeah. and and I feel really good. Yeah. Um. You know, I gave myself a goal, a time period, and I told my wife yesterday. I told Philip, I was like, I don't know, I. I don't know that I'm going to consider that I'm just going to keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going to keep going. And and no, I feel great. Um, Carly, managing a family for you, you're in the business. Mm -hmm. You're a mom, a wife. Managing the family and managing business, working together with your husband. I have that with, with my wife. Mm -hmm. But from your perspective, talk to me a little bit of the dynamics there. Because I think another big narrative is... These young girls who, what is it? Is it dink? Is that the term? Oh gosh! Right? It's it's it's. Saw that. What is it? Um, or dank or something? something you know. I don't know what it stands for, but they don't have kids, and so it's like something and no kids or something. A dink, yeah. Partner in a well-off yeah. working couple with no children. Yeah, a dink. Wow, learn something new. Dual income, Dual no income, kids. Dual income, no kids. Which. Which, uh, and it's being promoted, right? Yeah. And, and it's all driven towards, well, I have to have my career and kids are a burden. And I go, um, no, this is actually essential for society to survive. Yeah. I think we dropped, Rebecca, if you can pull it up, that was fast. At the birth rate in America, we dipped below two 
percent well below two per and i think that is negative birth rate which means you're losing your culture Oh, man. Um, yeah. Which could be a reason why you see so much influx. Actually, more migrants crossing the border mm-hmm. last year and this year than births, American births. Scary. Hmm. Big issue. That number is very significant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 1.6 births per woman. That is disastrous. We are in a free fall as a society. Mm-hmm. If you can't outstay above two, which means you can't replace. Yeah. You can't replace the mother, father. And, and, and I don't know of a culture other than the Israelis that turned that around, that literally birthed their way back into being a society. They literally had a proactive sit down and say, we have to have children, which is many of the Orthodox Jews, you'll see this, five, yeah. seven, ten kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got to build a nation. Yeah. We are shrinking as a nation. So you take that, the ostracization of you know eating food, eating healthy, we control your food, don't have babies, be a dink, do not be a dink. Yeah. Find that person God has for you and procreate, baby. Yeah. My wife told me last night, we're praying into number four. I was like, yes, we are. Yes. Yes, That's let's awesome. go. And this is, uh, in the last year, 2023, Three was the first year of Good Ranchers. We started in 2018. We had a newborn when we started. Last year was the first year we didn't have a newborn. Um, uh, the first year of the business that we didn't have a newborn or you be pregnant. Because mm-hmm. um, every year. <laughs> from- so how are you managing that, Carly, as a mom, as a businesswoman, a wife? Yeah, with a lot of a lot of grace from God, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I always say, like, you know, I'm a planner and I put my head down and put a plan and just go for it. And we did that with children too. <laughs> we, you know, there's never a good time to have kids, first of all. And I feel yeah. like people just put it on pause because like, oh, we're just waiting for this season or this, you know, this to line up first. And there's just no good time. You're just gonna have to figure it out as you go. Um, so that was a learning curve, but such a fun one along the way. Of course, I'm not gonna make it all rainbows and, and butterflies. There are hard moments, but God meets you there the whole time. So yeah, in balancing having babies and a business, it has its challenges, but just like having the business, it's not um, hard. Like it, it doesn't feel wrong. Like it feels right. And what I'm supposed to be doing and like, this is what God created me for as a woman was to bear these children with my husband. and to do that is just incredible. Yeah, and, and I'm so glad you're saying that you'll have all these 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 young Gen Zers that have been programmed going, oh, did she just say that? And they'll come and say, oh, that's not your pro-. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, that is pivotal. Mm-hmm. To, you know, at the one hand, they'll fight for, uh, you know, stop greenhouse gases. And on the other hand, they're like, don't have children. And like, so who are you saving the planet for? Yeah. <laughs> The because planet, if if, right? if we all get extinct, yeah. you're saving right. the planet for the planet's sake. Right. Yeah. And what does that look no like? Sense. All the cities just get overgrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animals running in the street. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's it's yeah. The the logic has left the building, mm-hmm. and so and I think sometimes Ben, to bring it back to you, we need to bring a little logic back into what we consume, our food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to think. You spoke earlier of spend your money where it aligns with your values, mm-hmm. and and we we. In, in the world of conservatism and, and even in Turning Point, we'll, we'll say that's voting with your dollar. That's right. You know, a, a company like that that we always promote here is Patriot Mobile. Glenn Story and Jenny Story at Patriot Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Christian's conservative cell phone provider for profit. Yeah. But they man, they give back and mm-hmm. man, they support, mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's turning school boards, protecting children. They've gone to the border with us to help rescue kids from yeah. trafficking, right? Yeah, I know yeah. Glenn really well. Yeah. 
and and this is not this is not this is doable. Yeah, you don't have to run a nonprofit. You don't have to not take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Just go do good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I had a conversation with a pastor friend of mine a few months ago, and he was talking about the plan for the church and and um, and um, plant and planting more churches. And I said, I said we need more Christian business owners, and we yes. need more new churches. Yeah. Oh, and yes. he looked at me and completely disagreed, one hundred percent. And I said, well, hold on, before you disagree too much, do the math. Yeah. And and when we started doing the math together. Um, because it, someone's in someone's in a in a church for even if you're a heavy volunteer, four to six hours a week. Yeah. And, but the average person they're going for an hour a week if they even go. And I think the I think the average church attendance is once a month. Yes. Um, yes. In, in the U.S. right now, so you're you're talking about at most a couple hours a month. We get people for forty hours a week. They, yeah. You know, and and we need more Christian business owners. We need more Christians to to rise up to be leaders that are having a voice absolutely in their community and in their sphere. And it's a discipleship platform absolutely. because they spend forty hours a week there. And plus, the other thing, Scripture says, "I will restore the wealth of the wicked to the righteous." And that's not just to enrich yourself. And it's definitely not just in five hundred one c three. It's just some money tree shows up, and it's taking back business. Mm-hmm. Taking hey. Mm-hmm. Ben, praise God, he called you to step into the meat sector in a pivotal time in our country. Yeah. Yeah. Go redeem that industry. Yeah. Go take it back yeah. And, yeah. and go make it good again mm-hmm. with what people eat, with what they understand and believe. Your mis- mission statement, Glenn Story in cell phones. There's no industry mm-hmm. where we should not proactively as a church actually send people and go, if God's called you to that, Go do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Make that your mission field. And that's why I yeah. told you, you did start a church. Yeah. And I know that'll yeah. be so controversial. Oh my gosh, right. so many Christians will go, what denomination? <laughs> no denomination. <laughs> yeah. It's Jesus, Jesus and meat. Jesus yeah. meeting the needs. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, ministry is meeting the needs of people. Yeah. Yes. You, the definition of ministry is meeting, meeting the needs. needs of when people. Jesus ministered, he met the needs he of meeting people. the needs of people. He ministered to them by meeting their needs and yeah. not gather together. Yeah, yeah. In, in, seriously, and and so, look, I I um, I'm so blessed to know at a deep level how important faith is to you. The, the testimony and, and and look, it's so it's so clear. How can I make a statement say good ranchers? It's church, because the Lord says by the word of your testimony they'll know that I was real. What does that look like? Hey, I couldn't buy water and chips with a with a wife and a kid in a car. Mm-hmm. I couldn't buy. This is your story. You couldn't buy water and chips, mm-hmm. and God shows up through divine intervention. A word from your wife, things flip on its head, and then God says, "Hey, my purpose is to bring families to the table." Mm-hmm. You know, you you happen to use the tool called meat. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. Anything we didn't cover? Um, no, I mean, golly, maybe for you this journey because there's challenges in yeah. this journey and and how for God's sure. shown up for you. Um, yeah, um, I mean, on a personal level, I mean, there's always you know attacks from the enemy, and I feel like we've we started we've seen that along the whole way, whether it's pushback with cities or you know, money, finances, whatever it is. But um, recently it was health. 
and and um, whenever we be, we became pregnant with our fourth baby in 2021, I got diagnosed with cancer, skin cancer, and so we went through that journey. We got it removed and all is well, but now it's back, and so I need to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just um, so it was melanoma, and um, and so she's been doing scans every for the last two years and everything's been clear. But then uh, last week she went to the doctor and they did it. Uh, one of her lymph nodes was swollen. So they did a biopsy in it. Um, yeah. You know, there's, it's melanoma in her lymph nodes. So uh, we're walking through that, but we, uh, you know, we're, are, you yeah. said this earlier, God doesn't bring, God didn't, God doesn't, if he called you to do something, he's going to call you to complete it. And Carly, yeah. let yeah. me tell you something. Yeah. The transparency and, and, and the faith. Yeah. In this moment, right this second, let good ranchers mm -hmm. be an example. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Of of what is possible. Mm -hmm. And 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 um Yeah. I, you know, we I'm even gonna pray over you in the show. God's hand is on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah. and he created that body. He's, yeah. he's going and look it is real it's real mm -hmm. we are we are in this world not of it mm -hmm. we face things yeah but i want to share something with you my mom's going to watch the show because she watches all my shows mm -hmm. she's such a good mama sweet i love it and uh maybe six months or so she was diagnosed with skin cancer mm -hmm. and it was squamous and um she went through a round of immunotherapy treatment mm -hmm. And it made her very sick. Mm -hmm. And she called me one day and she said, um, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this. She said, um, I woke up this morning and God told me I'm healed. Mm. I'm not going for more treatment. Now, I'm not proposing viewers yes. just defy. Yeah. Correct. You got to pray. Yeah. But this is my mom's case. Mm -hmm. And so she calls him and says, hey, I'm going to come in for a scan, but no treatment. And this is every, she was going to get a treatment every six months for mm -hmm. two years. Right. Yeah. And they went in and they said, um, we don't know. We're going to send you for more tests and more mm -hmm. and more tests. And she recognized then that they keep sending for tests because they cannot find cancer. Mm -hmm. And so she's cancer free. Yeah. Today. Praise God. And you've seen it and yeah. you're going to see it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and fight. And the Lord has not given you a trial that is not giving you a way through. And for anybody sure. out there that is dealing with something, am I saying, oh, it's a magic pill? No, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God created this body, that mm -hmm. body, your body, and it, and it's and it's it's on us to to either let him be God or or, mm -hmm. or not. And For so sure. my prayer over you is that God, there will be a radical impact in the story, another yeah. huge story coming yeah. from this in this marriage. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, so Ben, I really want to pray over Carly. And before I do, is there anything about good ranchers? I know we could talk for days and hours forever. Is the is the meat predominantly sourced out of the U.S. One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent sourced. I knew that, yeah. but I wanted you to tell yeah. the audience. Born, raised, and harvested. Every in, in every the box U.S. Says born, raised, and harvested in the United States of America. Yeah, it's American beef. Yeah, and you're supporting you're American supporting chicken, American farmers, American yes. farmers. You're supporting Which is American pivotal. families. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it trickles it trickles down. It does. You buy a good rancher's box of meat. There's a farmer, a real person. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know. On a light note, they asked an eighth grade class last year. They took them and they said, hey, where does chicken come from? And the camera's running. And over 60% of the class said the store. Mm. That's right. I was like, oh, man, yeah. no. 
take we did field trips as kids mm-hmm. to the farm you, you know now when you buy good ranchers there's a real farmer male or female that blood sweat and tears that yeah. sits and prays for rain that prays for the grass to grow mm-hmm. that prays for the animals to not get sick mm-hmm. that there's a covering it's a it's a it's a livelihood god's called them to raise these animals so your family can eat that's right ben is called to say curate the best of the best work with the best to present something to your family that's so good so that your physical temples can be yielded through food because i believe we can eat ourselves healthy god's given it to us so this is this this is a whole economic system jason aldean my favorite country music song of jason aldean and i don't like most of his stuff because it's all drinking and partying and but there's one song that i will forever sing and it's a song called fly over states by jason aldean you need to go listen to this thing yeah. And the whole song is about all these states we fly over, coast to coast to the big cities. Mm. And he talks about that rancher that nobody knows his name. Oh. Puts food on your table. Yeah. That steel truck driver that drives tw- 20 hours mm. so you can build your house. You know, yeah. And he's talking, it's called the flyover states. The abandoned, but the, the backbone. You started the show, but it's the backbone yeah. of American culture and fiber, mm. right? I encourage people, please. I don't know where you buy your meat, and maybe it's your buddy's meat company. Tell them, bro, I gotta go somewhere else. You go to good ranchers, or my voice is going to bother you because I want your family to eat the best, but I want you to buy into a different notion. Bring the family to the table. Let's support American farmers and ranchers and the Spell family. Um, I want I want to pray over you guys, Lord Father. I thank you for this family and their yes. Yeah. I thank you, God, that they heard your voice and a wife looked at a husband and said, let's go do it. Yeah. Let's do what God called us to do. Yeah. And in this hour where, where Carly stood in for Ben, for the company, for their staff and their employees, I pray a blessing and anointing over this company, over the staff, over every rancher that's raising a calf as we speak, a yeah. chicken as we speak, that's catching salmon. I pray that you touch them, that they know they're, they're, they're part of such a big picture yeah. mm-hmm. to bring joy and true unity to, to America, to families. And then I pray blessing over this woman that stands in the gap, that she would be an Esther of our time, that, Father God, there would be favor on her life. I pray physical healing over her body. I pray that every cell in her body lines up. Yeah. Lord, that the yeah. powerful hand of God that created her, the very breath that, that molded and shaped her in the womb, that you speak and that you breathe on her. Yeah. You breathed on, your breath was on dry bones and you raised an army. Yeah. I pray, Lord, that there's a new breath, a new step, and in, 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 a, in a metamorphosis in a cellular level of her body, that she would be standing on a stage saying, look at what God has done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cancer-free again. That's right. Yeah. If all I pray that prayer over anybody that's watching this episode that needs physical healing and physical yeah. touch to to at the least say, what if God is yeah. actually a healer? Yeah. What if I actually go to the Lord? Could he be? Because you are. You are Rafa the healer. I speak that over the spell family, their children. We mm-hmm. plead the blood of Jesus over them. We thank you, Father, for men and women in our nation that say yes to the will of God. Uh, yeah. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. yeah. God is good. Yeah. One, one more time, Rebecca. Throw that good ranchers graphic up on that screen. <laughs> yes, I'm going to show you again. I am because I believe in it. And and I like it. And I know meat. Ben, we got to close at least with this. Now you cook steak. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, no, I'm a, 
I'm a connoisseur. Like now I, you're a connoisseur. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating the different. So my my cousin Frank. I, Franco, I intimidate people now sure, with with how much <laughs> yes, you know about yeah. me. No, absolutely, because it's a passion, and then things go. When you're passionate, my cousin, his name is Franco. Shout out to Franco. He was a what we call a block man. Okay, he's a butcher. Yeah, in South Africa, and when I sit with him and he talks about all the different cuts mm -hmm. and what you get, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's an art form. Yeah. I mean, it truly is. Truly, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an art. And yeah, and raising beef. You know, we talk about beef, but it really goes into it. But beef is the, you know, if if meat was wine, beef would be the cabernet. Yeah. Like, um, you know, yeah. it's because it's the most complex. Yes. To, to that, so much goes into it. But but raising good beef is just as complex as raising is growing good grapes for wine. Yeah, like, yeah. because absolutely what it eats, the temperature, and the the climate and Environment, and the envir everything, yeah, crop matters. management, yeah. the whole, everything the whole deal, yeah. all of it. And then, as we talked before the show, w when that animal is harvested, then it, real work starts. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, you got to you get got it to the table. Two years of raising, and then, yeah, and then just as much work. Unbelievable. Ben Spell, Carly Spell, thank you so much. You're always thank welcome you. here. I hope you'll come back. We will. Yeah. We're going to keep promoting this. We, I want to see good ranchers bring families to the table. I Amen. believe magic happens when that happens. Yes. Amen. God yeah. bless you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks.